This video is about informational purpose only. It does not substitute any medical advice. If you need medical treatment or advice, please contact your healthcare provider. And today it's my great honor to introduce a wonderful guest, Andy Lockemers. <laughs> this will be very interesting, at least to me. We are talking today about German new medicine, the completely new way to see symptoms and diseases. And first time I get to hear about German new medicine, it was about three, four years ago. And it was uh, from Stefan Lanka. Mm -hmm. And since then, every here and then, German new medicine popped up and I thought I have to figure out what the heck is this so-called German new medicine? <laughs> and it took a time to take it in and to open my mind little by little, because it was something completely different, even from so-called holistic medicine. And about half a year ago, I made a YouTube video about German new medicine in Finnish, in my own language, and it caused a lot of interest and now I have honor to speak with German new medicine teacher and consult consultant <laughs> Andy Lockemers. Andy, welcome. Thank you so much, Kaiser. It is wonderful to be here. Oh, and so I want to say hi to your whole audience. It's it's um it's it's wonderful. It's great when we can make these connections. Yes. That's the so, great thing about technology. Yes, it is. So Andy, at the beginning, could you tell us a little bit about you and then what is this German new medicine? Yes, absolutely. So I am a health, um, how do we say this? I've always been interested in health and wellness ever since the 70s when I was in my teens. And eventually in the early 90s, did a lot of certifications, became a traditional, what we call here a traditional naturopath. And so trained in herbs and homeopathy and nutrition and all kinds of things, cleansing, detoxing. In 2006, I opened a wellness center in my state of Maine. And that was very successful. And I did all kinds of things there and started, you know, saw clients was book solid from the day I opened. So that was really amazing, an amazing experience. And then in 2000, around 2008, I started hearing about German new medicine. And I had been in the holistic field for 20 years at this point. I'd never heard of that before. So it's like, what the heck is that? So I... I looked it up online. It didn't make any sense. And I thought, well, I'll just buy the book. And if I like it, I'll share it with my students. So I bought the book. And the book, if you can see the chart behind me, <laughs> the book is the chart in book form. And this is what it looks like inside. And it makes it made absolutely no sense to me. And I, you know, would pull it out every few months and look at it. And I would I would convince myself I can figure it out this time and I couldn't. So I thought, okay, I, my intuition is telling me I need to learn this. So I, I went up to Canada and spent a weekend with a woman who was teaching it. 
And in the first 30 minutes of the very first conference I was in, the workshop, I totally understood how to read the book. It was like a key in a lock. It turned and it's like, oh my gosh, there was the explosion in my brain. So I came home on a Monday night and Tuesday morning, I was looking things up with all of my clients to figure out, huh, is this true? Could this really be true? And I always found it to be true. And so over the years, I gained a lot more training and expertise in it and started using it with clients. And that was amazing to start with. And that's really how you learn it is to, to apply it in your own life and to see it in others. So then in 2012, I decided to sell my wellness center I, because it turns out all the training that I'd had in nutrition and herbs and cleansing and detoxing, I wasn't using it anymore. I didn't need it. So I focused, um, sold my wellness center. And from 2012 onward, I focused on my business, my GNM business. And that took off. That was worldwide. I was on an international team at that point. And, you know, we had colleagues and clients around the world. And, and it was amazing and exciting at, at, as well to bring this information forward. Then at one point, I started an organization here in the United States with a colleague of mine. We called it USA GNM at that time because we had a lot of practitioners working with this, different kinds of, of just professionals who were using this with clients. They were social workers or psychologists or therapists or herbalists or nutritionists. And we thought, let's get together. We don't know each other. So we started the first of its kind organization in the world, literally bringing people together who had who did not study together and learn together, but learned it differently, bringing them together from camaraderie for camaraderie and support. And that was really successful. And it quickly went beyond you the US, which is like, oh, okay, now we're now we changed the name to GHK Global because we had a, a chapter in Australia as well, lots of people in Canada and Europe who joined as well. And so we did the we did a summit for three years, which a lot of people have accessed, and all the members got together and we we put this summit on for three years. Amazing experience. And that was able to spread the word even even bigger, greater. Yeah, and, and so you you mentioned uh, you didn't say Germany medicine. You used a different word. Right. I was just going to get yeah. to that. <laughs> so during this time, I'm immersing myself in understanding the background of German new medicine. And Dr. Hammer is the Dr. Reikiger Hammer is the man who discovered this. Now he's a German physician. He was in his early 40s. This is the late um, late 70s. And he uh, he had a phone call one day that his teenage son had been accidentally shot while on vacation. Now, this is actually a Netflix series. Do you guys get Netflix? Yes, I don't. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Netflix series if you want to hear about how his son was, was uh, basically murdered, unfortunately. And... Yeah, so it started him on a journey. So his son ended up passing away in his arms four months later after like 30 operations, limbs were taken off, organs were taken out. I mean, this poor boy, he was he was a teenager. He was basically butchered and then he died. And both Dr. Hummer and his wife were physicians. 
So here they they had their youngest son pass away, and it was just devastating. A short time after that, Dr. Hammer was diagnosed with testicular cancer, a certain kind of it. So he he did the surgical route and everything, but he was getting some hits, I'd say, intuitively that, okay, wait a minute, I've always been incredibly healthy and strong. Now I have this huge event in my life, and now I have cancer. He is not a mind-body-spirit guy, right? He's just not. He's a physician. So he took that new invention called a CT scan. It's the early 80s by now. And he started taking CTs of everyone that was in the cancer clinic where he worked. It was part of the University of um, Munich. And so he started to look at CT scans and he noticed some anomalies, these circular lesions that were in people's brains. And he had some as well. It's like, what are these? Nobody could explain these. So he started to talk with his client, his patients. And when he found out that all of the men with testicular cancer had all experienced a profound loss, they had lost someone very close to them, often a child, then he's like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. And all the women with ductal breast cancer had all experienced a huge separation from somebody in their life. And he starts to put this together. And he realized after analyzing so many CT scans and talking with them, he realized that every person that had the lesion in the same place in the brain had all experienced the same kind of distressing event prior to their diagnosis and they all had the identical kind of cancer. So this was huge, <laughs> to say the least. Um, getting back to the name, he eventually, he called it the new medicine. That was plagiarized. He called it the German new medicine, or he called it Germanic new medicine. And Germanic is the kind of what what we have here at Native Americans, the native people of the land, the Germanic tribes were the native people of Europe who went up to Scandinavia. And it's the the precursor to the Anglo-Saxons and, and folks like that. So he named it after these people because he said, this is part of nature. It's in all of us. It's in all animals. It's in plants. It's in us. It's how we're all wired inside. It's how we're all built and designed. So it's part of this earth. So he was very much into, into that, that element of it. So he eventually called it, uh, once the Germanic, that didn't go over well either, and, and the name kept getting plagiarized, so he changed it to Germanische Heilkunde. We, there's no direct translation from German to English, but it's sort of like it's the skill and the art of... Um, of, you know, looking at the body of healing. And it's also about um, kind of a, a spiritual aspect in there as well. A skill, though, and an art of healing. So that type of thing is a loose translation. So we call it, I call it Germanische Heilkunde. Um, people call it Germanic New Medicine. Sometimes you'll see it German New Medicine. And um yeah, so that's the story about the name. Yeah, and Andy, you said that 
it's about healing and you are talking now about cancer how that how they are in the same place yeah so you know he he was able to spend years at mapping out the entire brain so that's a bust of him right there and this is his work so he discovered the what we'd call the biological conflict shock that begins a program in the body. Western medicine, holistic medicine, they look at the body very differently. And so this is an entirely different view of what's going on in our bodies and why. So right? you mentioned those CT scans and there are some kind of circles. Yeah. And and is that and that happens when you have some kind of conflict in your life? Right. So let's let's go through what we call the two-phase diagram, the two-phase pattern that's in all of us. And so we're we're going along one day and everything's fine and we're in our normal circadian rhythm, our day-night cycle. We're awake in the day, we're asleep at night, and we're going along living life and then something comes out of the blue. So there's three criteria for a biological conflict shock to occur. And this is how it's different from trauma. So those three criteria are it's distressing. Something happens that's distressing. It's also isolative. That's all we're focused on in the moment. And you're caught on the wrong foot. So it's unexpected. If you have all three of those that occur at once, then your psyche, which is part of your subconscious, says, uh-oh, we've got to adapt this organism. We've got to ch make changes here to help cope with what just happened, to help recover, get through this and get over it. So instantly we have a lesion in the brain. It looks like a, uh, like a dartboard, like a targeted ring formation. And where it is turns on a specific program. So there's like communication links from all of these areas of the brain to every single part of the body. Everything that happens in the body occurs first in the brain. The brain is the, the orchestra director. So, so we, yeah. we start a program and it's one of three programs. We're growing cells somewhere in our body to make an area larger, which helps us to resolve that program. It's creating more gastric juices. It's doing something to put us into a better position to deal with what just happened. Or cell loss, again, it's helping widen something so there's more blood flowing or more something flowing to help us in that moment. Um, or there's a functional loss, and a part of the body under functions for a good reason. So we don't know which where the relay is. We don't know which program we've turned on. What we know is we're upset. So let's say you you go into work one day and they lay you off and you've been there for 15 years and you loved your job and it was secure and suddenly you're out of work. Oh my gosh. And so it fits the three criteria. Now, if it doesn't fit the three criteria, if you fit one or two, that's what we call stress. It's what we call emotional trauma. So if I just feel stressed, that's not conflict shock. Not necessarily. You would have to know your body to know if it is, but it would be the conflict active phase. That first phase when, 
oh my God, I just lost my job. What am I going to do? How am I going to put food on the table? All of that, right? You're, you don't know which program has started. It could be two or three programs that started. What you know is that you're now stressed, you're conflict active, you're upset. That's what you know. So we resolve our programs naturally and people and we we resolve them naturally and intuitively. So if you lose your job, what's a way to remedy that? Get a new job. Get a new job. It's as simple as that to solve a problem, to solve, I'm sorry, to solve a biological conflict shock, a program that's running. So you're well, upset. just one question. If it's not possible to get a new job in that time, so is it possible to solve the program just to change my how I how I think about that? It may be, and you may have to find a biological solution. Yeah. And so you don't want to ever can try to convince yourself otherwise. Oh, I'm fine. I'll make money. And it's like, okay, the, the bank account's going down. The uh, cupboards are not as full. You're not going to convince yourself of anything. In fact, that's I wouldn't re recommend that at all. That's just denial. <laughs> that's not going to help. So it's really about what steps can I take so I feel empowered that I'm doing everything I can in this moment to get a new job. That will downgrade it more than anything. Okay, sending out resumes, sending out resumes. Oh, I'm going to hook up with a headhunter. He's going to help me find a job. You know, you're going to do all these steps. Oh, I've got job interviews coming in. So now you're further downgrading it. So whatever program you're running is getting, losing its punch a bit. And so let's say three months later, you get another job. It's like, woohoo. Well, then now your nervous system completely changes before we were just downgrading it so you weren't quite as conflict active when you're conflict active you're running from a saber-toothed tiger all right you're probably not sleeping very well you're not eating as well because your appetite is decreased because you can't eat when you're running from a saber-toothed tiger you can't sit down to a five-course meal so, but if you're downgrading that, then, you know, you start sleeping better, you start eating better, and now you're taking care of yourself better because you know you're doing everything you can. You know you're going to get a job. That's how you take care of yourself. So now you've gotten a job. Now your nervous system completely switches from that conflict active phase to what we call the healing phase. If you grew cells for those three months, you will now break those down. There's pain, swelling, and inflammation with that. If you lost cells for three months, you will now replenish them. There's pain, swelling, and inflammation with that. This phase is what we call being sick. You're actually in a really good spot there. You're helping your body to return to normalcy, to homeostasis. You grew cells. You don't need them anymore. Let's get rid of them. You lost cells. Let's replenish those. It's all so good. When I'm, when I'm healing, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually recovering and getting back to balance. And that's like, yippee. <laughs> Correct. And I, I might feel really bad in my body. You might. You might. And that's normal. And of course, what do we do when we don't feel good? Oh, we go to the doctors. We get medication that stops this process. 
We get diagnoses that starts other programs because that's scary. So it's a very slippery slope. If we understand the biology of our body, then there's no fear. You expect to replenish your cells and or to break cells down. You want that. You want to return to strength and vitality. So allow yourself to go through this healing phase. So, so now you, you, okay, I'm going to start my new job in two weeks. And now you're sicker than a dog. And it's like, that's fine. Allow yourself to replenish and re, re, you know, get back to normalcy so that when you start your new job, you're fine. Yeah. And how about if those symptoms, they are really like hard on so, sometimes really even sometimes if I understand right, they can be even life-threatening. So is there any place to kind of do something? To do something? Yeah. I mean, there's probably five to 10% of people where it's important to do something. And that's not going to be for a short conflict active phase. Generally, it's the longer ones when we don't resolve our programs. Or we resolve it a little bit and then it relapses and we have it again. This is anything chronic, anything chronic, arthritis, Parkinson's, an allergy, stomach aches, anything chronic is being kept alive because it's not fully resolved. So at that moment of that original conflict shock, your psyche picks up on everything around you. Your brain picks up on it. So it's, let's say it's, it's winter time. It's dark. It's cold. You're in the house a lot with people you don't want to be with, or maybe you do, but you know, you've got elements that it's picking up on the season, the weather, the barometric pressure, what you just ate, who you just touched, you just patted the dog. All of that is recorded in your brain. Any one of those, if it's not resolved, can start the program again, which means now you're back to losing cells or, or gaining cells again. So now you're going to go through another healing phase once that's resolved. And that can you can loop around and be on that hamster wheel for decades. So something is triggering that conflict back. Yeah. Right. Any one of those elements that was there at the original moment. And we can also have extended tracks that are married into that. Let's say you have really bad symptoms for your, your menstrual cycle, your period that starts. Now we've got a track. If something goes happens every single period, there's a track that something is triggering other programs to run as well. So it's always, always look for what's going on. This is where you have to understand this. You have to learn it to a degree to be able to apply it to your own life. So what is body's purpose to kind of increase cells or, or do that biological program? What it's trying to do? It's trying to put you into a better position to solve, to find a solution and resolve this and get back to normalcy. So how, for example, how if Homer had testicular cancer, how that kind of helped him? Exactly. Um, let me pull up. He had a, a specific kind. So give me just a second here. 
he didn't have that one. He had so I believe he had the one that was I think he had the teratoma one. Um term cell yeah so in the conflict active phase it's growing and so the significance of this is to create more germ cells so in in the testicles so you can better replace the offspring so he's it's increasing his virility in other words so cell growth will increase whatever you're growing cells in if it's your thyroid you're going to increase more thyroid hormones if it's your testicles you're increasing more you know sperm basically and more things to help you impregnate a female it's very biological we are animals and it's really answer so it's not it's not necessary necessary uh, anymore in in nowadays but well i mean it is your your body says you just lost one let's replace it this is nature this is not our our psychological thinking it's in nature that's what would happen so we always have to look at you know an, an animal pack let's say let's say we have a some deer and we've got a baby a fawn and so if that fawn gets separated from its mother in the wild that pretty much means he's going to be eaten which is why separation conflicts are very, very serious. They're very big. You don't want to lose your little ones because for a two-year-old, a three-year-old, that is biologically equated to death. So it's really old program, really old. Yeah. This is all about survival. This yeah. is all about, yeah. And I would say the, the yellow programs here are much more vital organ oriented. These are much more about relationships. So you can see the difference between you've got to digest your food, you've got to breathe. You know, this is much more of your who do you love and who includes you in their group and things like that. So, so if I if I lose my chop, so and my friend loses her chop, do we have same kind of conflict? We don't know. We you may, you may not. It all depends on how your psyche interprets that situation. So it could be vastly different or it could be very similar. So let's say you have children in school and they all come down one classroom, half of them come down with the measles. What happened there, right? Did, was there something that went around that was caught? No, that doesn't exist. What happened is that half of them experienced a conflict shock together and went into the healing phase around the same time. That's a separation conflict. So this would be, let's say they, their teacher was out for a week and they loved their teacher and they had a substitute who was horrible. And now the ones that were really attached to that teacher have a separation conflict. So now the teacher comes back and now they're all sick because they go into their healing phase. They had cell loss while the teacher was gone. Now the teacher's back and now it's cell replenishment. That's so they have cell loss in their skin? In their skin, that's right, yeah. because they've lost contact. Think biologically here. They can no longer theoretically touch their teacher. Yeah. And yeah. when it's resolved, they kind of 
skin pain swelling and inflammation yeah yeah and how about um, how about rash eczema are they same kind of things same, same thing They're all the same thing so what you have to realize that is that western medicine has about 5000 labels for about 500 programs there are a hundred different labels for one program, the epidermis program, the skin program. Yeah. So Andy, I know someone having ongoing rash uh, on her bottom and thigh for years. Sometimes oh. it gets a little better and sometimes worse and cortisol keeps away a while and then it comes back. Yep. And, and she has tried many other treatments to that and nothing seems to really help. So right. what is kind of term a new medicine perspective to that? Well, she hasn't solved the, the program completely. She keeps relapsing with it. And that's kind of separation conflict. Correct. So she's separated with someone? Yeah, or she wants to separate from someone and she can't. Okay. And is that area on the body where that rash occurs, does that mean something? It does. It does. So you always want to look at the the location because that gives you an indication. Well, what do we do with our bottoms? Well, we sit on them. There's a clue. And it's a very intimate area. There's another clue. Yeah. So she would have to look and see what it is in her life. Yeah. And when that started and what might have been resolved right. in that time. Exactly. So when you know your symptom, then when you're when you understand this work, then oh my symptom, okay. Well, what was my conflict shock? What was my conflict active phase? Because now I'm in the healing phase. And you you can figure that out. So that the next time you're in that sort of circumstance, the next time you come across that, you can say, oh, I remember I've had a healing phase with this. So now I'm going to change my perspective on this. So I don't, it doesn't impact me the same way. You downgrade it or resolve it instantly. And now you don't have much, if any, of a healing phase. So one, one example that I always give is that let's say you have a huge um, kind of an annoyance conflict sense of danger, a stink conflict. That's your nasal mucosa. And that's cell loss. It's widening those, those areas so you can better smell the enemy and take care of yourself. So if you go into that healing phase, now there's replenishment and we call that the common cold. So when there is cell loss, you don't kind of notice anything? Yeah. No, not really. You, you won't. It would have to be extreme and for a long time. But in a, in a few days, you're not going to notice that. You've got 10 million cells. You're not going to lose when you ate loot. You're not going to notice when you lose a thousand cells. You know, it's, it's insignificant. But a common cold would be replenishing it. Well, now let's say that doesn't go away. Now you've got that allergy. Oh my gosh. Every time I I'm around this, or I look at the dog, I start running again because the dog was part of, you had just patted the dog when you had your annoyance conflict. Yeah, in that original moment. That original moment. So now every time you see the dog, you start the program again. So now the work is, hmm, okay, now I understand 
why Fido here is triggering me. So now I just, I need to establish to my psyche that he's not a danger. I'm okay here. And sometimes you can just talk yourself and you realize, okay, now that I understand this, oftentimes it just goes away. So Andy, if someone comes to you and she has, or he has some kind of symptoms or diseases. So what do you do? Well, anyone who works with Gamanashe Hayalkunde, we're teachers. That's really all we can do. And so I teach them, here's the program that's running. So and how, then we, do you, how do you determine what program, program is running? Dr. Hummers made it very easy. We can tell by looking at a symptom which program is running for the most part. Okay, There's so I tell you that I have symptoms with my sinuses, uh, right side, and then you know what is that program. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So now we know that. So now we know you had some sort of annoyance conflict. And we look at, well, how long have you had this? Well, you've had it for two weeks. Okay, so what happened prior to that, three to four weeks ago? What was distressing for you? Oh, well, so-and-so happened, this happened, and then this happened. And then we know it resolved. So I'll ask them, well, what happened then? Oh, well, then, you know, they moved away and everything was fine. So we know that was the resolution, and now they're in a healing phase. So I teach them that. So now they understand, oh, okay, I'm in a healing phase, and... Oftentimes, symptoms reduce right away. And and for example, in, in that in that situation, if there is dog present and and you react to dogs, so does that disappear when you understand that original conflict that that a trigger? To sometimes, yeah, sometimes it will. Other times, you have to identify. Oh, it's the dog, and once you identify the dog is part of that, then it resolves. So then you don't have to suffer anymore those healing face right. symptoms. Right. No, then now you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really simple if you really understand it. Exactly. Exactly. It's very biological. It's so you really are basic, basically you are talking to your your clients and yeah. Yeah. teaching them what's going on. For a small percentage of folks, I'll have them get a CT scan, and we do have a physician that we work with who will read the CT, and that will just help us better support this person. For the most part, we don't need that, though. Um, 90% of folks, 95%, um, we can just, we know exactly what's going on by the symptoms. Yeah, so if you have those CT scans, you can look at those circles. Right. Yeah. So so Dr. Hammer, this is what verified this, and he was able to verify this and have it confirmed at 29 different universities over a decade. He would take a CT scan. He would be in um, a room with his peers. They would try to trick him. They would give him CT scans and say, what went on with this person? He would look at the CT scan and he'd say, okay, when this person was five years old, they had a urinary tract infection. And when they were about 20, they had a XYZ going on. They had a motor conflict. And then at 35, they had a small heart attack. And, you know, he could tell that. And he could also say, oh, yeah, they're still in a conflict active phase, hanging, healing here of a liver conflict. So he could give you your entire health history. In every verification, he was absolutely 100% correct. And that was verified. 
So there's no ifs, ands, and buts. This is biology. This is real. Wow. Yeah. 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 And so then his work was suppressed for the next 30 years. And he was defamed and imprisoned and you name it because they couldn't have this getting out. Can you imagine if this had come out 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even now, yeah, it's it's quite hard to really expand your thinking because you are so used to think that there are kind of outside of causes like bacteria, viruses, right. like, mm -hmm. but how about toxins? How about diet? How about exercise? Does that matter if diseases well, are caused by conflict shocks? Right. So that's a great question. And that's one that because we've kind of been trained, well, I know I need to eat healthy, I need to sleep better, I need to, you know, exercise and all that. So, so here's my example I give. We probably all know someone we know Old Uncle Joe, who's 86 years old, and he smokes cigars every day. He drinks whiskey every day. He lives on white bread and spam, and he lives near a cell tower, and there's nothing wrong with him. And then we know a woman in her early 40s who has a wonderful husband and 2.3 children, a, a beautiful job, you know, or a beautiful house, and she does yoga, and she meditates, and she's diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. Not about the diet. It's not about the cell towers. It's about us and how we interpret the world and our biological conflict shocks. And it's about the fact that we've given our power over to others. That we fear our bodies and that's the worst thing we can do. Yeah. But everywhere is fear. It is a culture of fear and war. Let's fight this. We can we can fight this out of your body. Let's burn it. Let's poison it. That's not what this is about. This is about understanding our own inner wisdom. Our bodies know exactly what to do at every moment. There's never anything random in the body. It's much smarter than we give it credit for. Yes. And Andy, what is your point of view? Can you can you kind of see that kind of um, health diet exercise living without main toxins can can create stronger body and if you are experiencing conflict shock and healing phase so your body is like more able to handle that yeah I mean Dr Hammer was he was big on nutrition he's like eat real food I mean it was just basic eat real food, don't eat junk. And that's like common sense to, to me. I've always eaten a very clean diet because that just makes the most sense. That's going to keep my body strong, strong. But the important thing is that I know that I'm doing a good thing for myself. Yeah. If I know I'm taking care of myself, I'm less apt to experience those conflict shocks. Yes. When I exercise, I keep my muscles toned. Then I'm feeling good about myself. So the better I'm feeling about myself, the less I'm going to experience conflict shocks. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Andy, there is one interesting topic I want you to address shortly. Yep. And uh, in Finland, it's flu season right now. <laughs> 
And <laughs> what is German New Medi Medicine perspective, perspective about flu, fever, short growth, muscle pain? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a fabulous question, Kaisa. And it's um, so what we do is anytime somebody comes in and we have to get a list of what are your symptoms, because every symptom is usually a different body part. So we've talked sinuses already, you know, a sore throat, something that's hard to accept, something's hard to swallow. Uh, bronchials would be more of a territorial anxiety, territorial fear. So when you have an event that occurs that impacts several places, several body parts, and they undergo, you know, the conflict active phase, and then in the healing phase, you're going to have a myriad of symptoms. And so a, the, a fever is a common symptom in many programs, especially the ones that are ectoderm related. And other ones are more like pain, swelling, and inflammation in that body part. But yeah, so so it's nature's way of saying, okay, you need to be down for the count. Muscle weakness as well. You need to just rest. It's your way, your body's best way of saying, hey, take it easy. We've got some healing to do here. So, so what kind of con conflict it, it's about relating to muscles? No, well, muscle weakness, I mean, muscle discomfort yes would be in a healing phase that's this devaluation so every time flu season comes around you have to look and see what's going on so here in in my country in the u.s we get kids that are sick a lot in september and they in october and things are starting to rear up they've got colds they've got flus well what happened what would is what would have been a conflict shock and so you look at how in the summertime they're free and they can do what they want. And now they have to sit in a seat and do what they're told and do homework. And that's lousy. And so that starts the first time it would have been a biological conflict shock. After that, it's just a track. School's coming around again. Oh, they get sick. My daughter was often sick on the very first day of school. And it was simply the anticipation of school. She liked school. It wasn't a bad thing, but it was an anticipation of uh, kind of an anxiety. And so then she'd be sick on that first day because now the anticipation's over with. It's there. That's the resolution. Yeah. And how about if you if you have flu, so you can find some kind of bacteria there and they say there are some kind of viruses causing oh. that? Good, good. So now we look at the fourth biological law. So Dr. Hammer discovered five biological laws that are inherent in all living beings on this planet, all the same. So, and the fourth one says that our microbes are assisting us in the healing phase, which is why they are active, which is why they are found. Bacteria assist regular normal bacteria like streptococcus or staphylococcus assist in replenishment when we had cell loss in the conflict active phase. Your older bacteria like TB bacterial mycobacterias, those are active in the healing phase to break down those cells that grew in the conflict active phase. There are natural microsurgeons. So they're active. So Andy, did you say that some bacteria might be active in in conflict active phase? 
No, they're not active then. They're active in the healing phase. So if we had cell loss, they'll help us replenish those cells and patch in those holes in the healing phase. If we had cell growth in the conflict active phase, then in the healing phase, those are broken down. We don't need them anymore. And our bodies know that. They break down exactly what needs to be broken down. So bacteria are like cleaning group? Yep, the older bacteria are the natural microsurgeons and they they clean up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how about viruses? Well, a virus has never been found. So that's the interesting thing. And you talk with virologists and they really can't find them. They think they find the effects of them. And so they think, well, it must be there because we're seeing that the effects of them, but that's not the same thing as finding them. And Dr. Hummer realized, yeah, he realized that 30 years ago that, oh, they don't exist. So if you have flu, it's not some kind of virus circulating among people? No, no. no. So what I do, so what I've done for years now to prove this to myself is when I see somebody who's sick, oh, they have the C word that ends with D or whatever it is, I will go up and I will hug them. I'll give them a kiss, you know, and I have never, ever, ever, ever been sick afterwards. There's nothing transmuting. Uh, I was just visiting yesterday my friend who has flu and she was asking that, can you come here? Are you afraid? And I said, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I have never get anything. And if I would, if I would go there and if I would get same kind of symptoms. So how would terminal medicine kind of see that? Is it like she had, it's something continuous. Uh, something coming from her to me, some virus, some bacteria? No, because if you're all living in the same environment, you know, you all have the same microbes around you. If you were to pick up and go to Africa, then you're going to have foreign microbes in you, microbes that are not common to you. And so now if you go into a healing phase there, it's going to be much more complex and complicated because you've got foreign microbes in you. So that's not good. But if you were to go into a healing phase, then there might have been some sort of conflict shock when you were with this person or you were conflict active before that. And it just happenstance that you were around her and that you went into a normal phase you would have gone into anyway, not around that person. Yeah. And could it be that I'm just so kind of afraid that I I may be, she may be. Oh, yeah. We do this to ourselves. And. And the thing is, is the powers that be know that they know how to create biological programs to run in us. That's what happened over the past three years. They, we, they knew exactly what to say to create the two programs they created that became what it became. So this can still be weaponized, unfortunately. And the more we're aware of ourselves and our conflict shocks and our the two phases that we go through, then the more empowered we are to create the health that we want. Yes. Yes. Andy, Andy, thank you. There is so much to talk to. And I know there's so much more. <laughs> yeah, so much. And yeah. I think there are many questions arising in people's mind. 
especially if this is the first time they are hearing about German new medicine. Right. And and Andy, how can they learn more, more and gain more understanding? And right. I understood that you have an online course. I do. I do. I have an online course that is a basic course for anyone who speaks English and understands English. It's called the newly expanded beyond holistic medicine. That's my foundational course. I have an advanced version of that. I have a course for professionals who want to use this with clients. I also have a psychosis and constellation course. We didn't even get into that <laughs> next time. But to understand all mental illness, mood disorders, behavioral issues in children or adults, that's another whole a realm here that we can explore. So I teach that as well. I also do a case study club the first Wednesday of every month. And that's for folks. Anybody can join that. It's $12 and it's an hour. And you see how this is used. You see how people use this in their life. Well, how do you, how do you do this? And so we do case studies. And sometimes I have live case studies on. I have people that explain what they did. Other times we're reading something. So it's a really cool, fun class. And then I also do a master class every month where it's a deep dive into all the major questions that people have. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. What I do want to say, though, is so people are going to hear this, this interview that we're doing right now, and they're going to say, oh, I'm going to go just research it on the Internet, which is great. Just know that you cannot learn this from a website or a bunch of videos, or podcasts, or a book. You can't. Dr. Homer knew that as well. There has to be a live component. So that's why I do a weekly teleconference for all my students, so that you can learn this live. There has to be a live component. Because this isn't just knowledge. This is about taking everything you've been led to believe, and you turn it upside down. And that takes time to wrap your head around. Andy, could you tell a short case study here, just short version, um, about how German new medicine has worked? Oh man, there are so many case studies. I Here's one that's um, fresh in my mind, somebody who is diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, and she went into the hospital and got the diagnosis, had MRIs. She had toxicity from that because that's a heavy metal that was put into her body. And then she had more diagnoses. She had more conflict shocks from that. She did not know Gamanisha Hayalkunde. She finally left it all behind. She says, no, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm just going to go home. She did. Everything resolved. And she was fine. So no more MS. All that was gone. All of the symptoms she'd had were gone. So, and that didn't take that long. That was within a, a few month period. I mean, that's an example that very indicative of what I hear on a regular basis. She's now able to put together what she did. Like I said at the beginning, resolving our programs is natural and intuitive. We have to remember that every time you've had the common cold, You've resolved a program. How did you do that? Yeah. Every so, time you had the flu, you've resolved a program. How did you do that? 
Yeah. And did she go to see uh, uh, like you or someone else and then she resolved that or did she, oh. it, it just went on? Intuitively and naturally, which is a point I want to make. We know how to do this. Now that she knows Kunde, she's putting it into perspective now. Oh my gosh, look what I did. I had this program and this is how I resolved it. And so on and so forth. Then I have a ton of people who come to me. Um, G, you know, GI tract complaints are very, very common. Oh, I've got constipation, diarrhea. I've, I've got pain, all of this. Once we discover what the conflict shocks are, I had one lady with, you know, chronic diarrhea for years, several years. And once we really boiled it down to what was the program running and it just, you could see the light bulbs going off in her head and she realized, oh, okay. And she, she also realized she was kind of done with all that. And as soon as she put this all together in her head, it all disappeared. That was awesome. Doesn't always happen. Other times people have to do a little bit more work. So I had a person, a man um, in his 50s with a lot of skin issues, a lot of, you know, eczema, neurodermatitis, whatever you want to call it. It's one program. There's about 150 labels for this one program. And it was over a lot of his body. And we realized it was his job. And he was not willing to leave his job. So in that case, he had to start to learn to shift his perspective on his job. And he did that. And so he cleared up a little bit. And then that boss left. And then it cleared up a little bit more. And so it was a, a slower process for him. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know how he's doing now. But it was it was definitely getting better with all these changes that naturally occurred. Now, if he had left his job, it, a biological solution would be leave that job, go find another one especially if the elements that were keeping the track that were his tracks were in that job only, then it would have been fine. And he would have healed instantly. Well, very soon, a couple of weeks. So Andy, and, and you, um, if people are wanting your consult consultant, is it possible? Well, I mainly consult with, with my students now. Um, there's a lot of people in the world. There's one of me. So I have a care team, uh, three women who work with me as well. And so between us, we're able to work with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So so if you, my listener, if you want to learn more about German new medicine, so there is like this Beyond Holistic Medicine online course, and I will put the link um in this in uh, into this video and and you have website yes it's my name andylockmears.com yeah yeah yes. and i will put that link too under this video <laughs> thank you so much kaisa yes i just i hope everyone will will at least take a look at it you know there's so much to it it's simple it's simple, yet it's complex. It's easy, but it's hard. It, it's it's everything. But the more you understand it, the more empowered you are with your own health. And that's the important thing in this day and age is body sovereignty is be have you be in control of your health, not other people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Andy, so much for helping us. 
You're very welcome, Kaiser. It's been a joy, a total wonder and joy to be here. So thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, and 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 really helping us to create a new understanding to symptoms and diseases where rather to fear and rather to think there is something wrong with my body, we can more understand, like you said, and respect our bodies and its wisdom. And I hope this will plant a seed of a new yeah. thinking within <laughs> those listening. So we are gardeners. We plant those seeds. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, Andy. Thank you so much, Kaiza. You take care and have a great day. I was so focused to the interview and the topic we were talking on that I didn't notice that my little photo, my little video didn't appear in the recorded version. So you can just hear my voice and you can see Andy. Bye.